Welcome to the Unbound Healing Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie Garland, nutritional therapist and health coach at Grassfed Salsa, and with me is my co-host Michelle Hoover, certified nutritional therapy practitioner and writer of everything you'll find at Unbound Wellness. Here we share everything about overcoming health challenges from autoimmunity to hormone imbalance and more with holistic living, mindset shifts, practical tips, and a real food paleo approach. Remember our disclaimer, the content within this podcast is intended to provide general information and is not to be substituted for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now let's get on with the show. All right. You are back this week. How are you, Anne? I'm so excited. I have a lot of things that I'm not quite ready to share yet, but um, yeah, it was great being home and visiting family and I'm just like trying to catch up from everything. Oh my gosh, we ran into some insane car trouble in um, Oklahoma City on the drive back. And in the end, it was like such a huge blessing, such a huge blessing. It was so crazy. So I won't get into the whole story, but we were exiting onto a frontage road and the car trouble happened like literally like two feet from a stoplight. So as we were stopping the car and if it had happened when we were on the highway itself, like 20 seconds earlier, I swear we would have wrecked at like going 80 miles an hour. I mean, it, it was just like such a blessing that it happened where it did. And so even though it stranded us with two dogs and a baby for like 20 seven hours and had us running all around town. Um, no, it it was, uh, it was all good. So everything was fine, but we're still just trying to catch up from all of that, even though it was a week ago. How are you? Good, good. I'm coming off of the workshop weekend for the nutritional therapy association class. We have it in Dallas. It's the first ever Dallas class. So I got to be a group leader where they have NTPs come in and just kind of help with the class. And there's three workshop weekends and this was the first one. And I'm really tired. (laughs) It was great. So I'm, um, I'm recovering from that as well, but probably less so than you, but do you want to slide on into updates? Cause I have a lot of things. Yeah. Go, go ahead with your updates. Yeah. So first one, this is for my Dallas and surrounding area people, myself and our friend Kara Halderman, who you know her from, she's on Instagram as care about it. She has a podcast called the straight up paleo podcast. She's really great. She lives in Dallas here and her and I are doing a workshop series together here in Dallas. It's going to be a brood and pressed, which is it's in West village. So it's downtown, but I'm going to say right now for people who hate driving and parking like me, there's a parking garage that's free right behind. It's not sketchy. It's really easy to get there and they have really great food options. Like they have a house-made coconut yogurt. It's a really great place, but we are doing a workshop series there on June during three weekends in June. So it's going to be Sunday at 8 PM. And that is after the store closes. That's why it's that time. So the very first one is going to be free 
and it's all about healing with nutrition. So come to that one. It's going to be super rad. Then we're going to do it again on the 10th, same time. It's going to be all about healing your gut. And the 24th, all about healing your adrenals. And those last two, the tickets are going to be $20 and the first one is free. So you can register for all three of those. The first one's free, but it would be great if you could register for that one as well, just to reserve your spot. Um, and I will have links for all of that in the show notes. I have it on my Instagram as well. I've been sending it out in emails, or even if you just go onto Eventbrite and search my name or Kara's name, you can find it there. And we are really, really excited to have this live event. Not only is it a really cool opportunity to basically just be at what's like a live podcast, but you get to meet so many other people in the area who are like-minded. That's what I loved about being at the nutritional therapy workshop this weekend so much. We can so often feel like we're siloed off in our own little worlds when we spend so much time online, but here you get to come and just meet all of these other people who are crunchy like you. And we already have a bunch of people signed up for the first workshop and people signing up for the other ones. So please come. You will meet lots of new crunchy friends. You'll get to meet us. You'll probably meet mine and Kara's parents. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So come on out. And that is in June. So that will be here before you know it. We cannot wait to see you. That's the main update. And then I guess just kind of fun life stuff, things to watch for on my social media channels and whatnot. I'm going to be going to New York again in May the week of like the 22nd, my brother's graduating. So I'll be going up there. I already have a post on my blog about like paleo spots in New York, but I will be hitting them all up again. So if you want to see them in real time, just keep an eye out on my Instagram stories for all of my recommendations. There are so many amazing places in New York to eat paleo and AIP, and you'll get some really fun inspo from that. And then the other one that is less paleo and AIP and more croissant focused <laughs> announced, I, I dropped it a little bit on the podcast last week. And then I talked about it on Instagram, but in September, I shared that I'm going to be going to a food photography workshop in Paris. So it's a big thing. It's going to be a big one to watch for, especially you guys that are interested in food photography. I hope to be sharing a lot of really great tips after I go there. And there actually are quite a bit of gluten-free paleo type places in Paris that I've already been scoping out. So I hope to share some of those as well. But this has been something that I have been saving for forever. It's been number one on my professional development list. So it's a big expense, but it's something that I've really been wanting to do and I've been setting aside um, the funds to do it. So I can't wait for you guys <laughs> to see that. It'll be so exciting. I, oh my gosh, I'm just so excited for you. I've done a few in-person workshops and they're just 
they're better than anything else for food photography, I swear. It is. I've done stuff online, but I just don't have any professional hands-on food photography training. And I, I said that in my Instagram post, it's like, I want to write and photograph my own cookbook. I want to keep growing my blog. Like I want this food photography stuff to continue to grow and be taken to the next level. So this is a big priority for me and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Yeah. That'll be so amazing. Yeah. So my updates, the, on the personal front, there's a lot happening, but um, it's good stuff. Yeah. Good, great stuff. Um, but we are, you know, I'm not quite ready to share it yet, but the, uh, on the business front, I just had our first coaching call for my ditch your nutritionist autoimmune accomplice detox bundle that I was selling for actually it's still selling for to celebrate my the birthday of grass-fed salsa and so we had our first coaching call and it was these the spring session is all focused on detox so we went over like the intro to my upcoming detox program ebook we went over um just a lot of like why you want to detox and the basic entry level things. And then I decided that the best way for me to cover 12 weeks of content in three one hour coaching calls would be to just pick one action item from uh, the three different areas of the program. Well, actually there are six different areas to the program and you repeat those areas in two different phases of detoxification. And so the first call is all about phase one and I picked three different areas to focus on and just gave one action item per area. And then we'll do the same thing for phase two. And then I'm leaving it up to my participants to decide what they want to learn about for coaching call three. So we're doing like a deep dive into that one. And it just like made me so excited. So we covered, um, sunscreen, lipstick, well, really lip products in general, Lip product, it's just so crazy when you really start to dive into like what you're putting on your skin, what you're ingesting. So the average, I'm going to post about this on Instagram soon, but the average woman in just one decade of her life consumes seven pounds of lip product. I mean, that oh is gosh. insane. Surprise me. Right. Well, and it's but, the, uh, yeah. the craziest and grossest thing is that it's full of like conventional Products are full of heavy metals. They're full of dyes, um, petroleum. I mean, just like all these terrible things. So it should really be a number one product that you would, not to mention like fragrances and <clears throat> flavorings and just lots of stuff. So, um, you know, we got to go into that and it was a very interactive uh, process where everybody, you know, people were asking questions. And so it was really great. I absolutely love doing live coaching. I love it so much. It's really fulfilling. Um, so hopefully in the next like year, I don't really know when I would, when this would happen, but I'd really love to do some type of live, live training of some sort. So your workshops are just like right up my alley. I'm really hoping that I can make it to at least one of those workshops. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. We love that. We will. We will have to tell everybody if you come. 
in person that you'll yeah. get like a three for one. I think in my calendar, I would be able to make at least one of them. So I'm hoping it works out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I, I'm putting together a blog post, but I found so many more amazing like Dallas paleo food options this past weekend. I posted them on my Instagram, but if you come, we can pig out here. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, I know. I would love to. I'd love to. Like I saw that you went to, I don't know how you say it, Ascension. 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 Uh, I like said it the fancy way. Um, <laughs> but uh, they have paleo products and I they do every time. I love the design district in Dallas. Yeah. They have one downtown now mm-hmm. and that's when I went to, but it's in the design district too. But I had no idea. Like I'd been there before to like meet a friend for coffee, but I just didn't realize that they had food. And I was like, are you kidding? Like the yoga studio I used to go to, you could walk to one of the locations. They've had all this amazing stuff right under my nose for so long. We went there and Gather Kitchen, which is, it's a Whole30 certified restaurant in Dow. Like it's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great stuff. Well, one more thing that I feel like I should probably mention about uh, my updates is if you are interested in my, in the bundle that I was talking about earlier, I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to take this, this pricing structure down, but right now I have it priced where it's really freaking low price. So it's at this point, probably like 80% off. So the, if you were to purchase the nutrition program and the coaching call and the detox program, it would be over $300. And right now I think it's around like $50. And every time somebody purchases it, the price increases by a dollar. So it's a really great way to just get the content out there and you can still interact with, you'll get access to the first coaching calls, a recording and you would still be able to join in for the second two. So if you are interested in that, you can go to ditchyournutritionist.com, learn more about it, and see what the price is at. Fancy. Yeah. All right. What are you loving this week? I had planned to share. I haven't gotten to do what you're loving for several weeks now, Um, and I had planned to talk about the book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, but because I read that book and it just blew my mind and it broke my heart and it was just such incredible journalism and I wanted to gush about that. And it's about, and I've talked about it a lot because it's it was about an unsolved murder, several crimes of the, it, basically the Golden State Killer. And since then he's been caught. It's this 40 year old cold case and it's one of the biggest cold cases in America. And I just, I I've talked about it a lot already. I don't think people need to hear me talk about this anymore. (laughs) The book I'll be gone in the dark. That's what I was going to share. Great book. And it has entirely new meaning now that it's actually been solved. But 
what I will share is something that's kind of dorky, but I really love it. And I really hope that some of you guys catch on to it too. So Daniel's very into games. He's kind of a little bit more coordinated than I am. I don't like games and I'm not athletic at all, but we both really like being outside and there's only so much walking you can do until it's just kind of like, um, we've kind of walked around the same block a million times. So he got the idea to go to Target and buy a bocce ball set for like $10. And we've been playing bocce ball and we've really been loving it. So that sounds like the ultimate, just like, really? You're playing, like, that sounds so lame. But it's actually really fun. It's a fun game and it's really cheap it's really easy like you don't have to be very competitive you get you you don't have to be very coordinated you get to be outside you get to kind of hang out with your loved ones so i've been digging it right now and (laughs) daniel will be like hey we we still got a little bit of light we can do like a quick bocce game like you want to go out and do it we it's fun i love that we fun yeah, we every year, every summer, we try to like buy um, yard games, and we never end up doing it. But I think maybe this year we actually will. We have a yeah. stock tank pool, and that's where we spend most of our time. Like literally, a stock tank <laughs> we made into a pool. But that's it's cool, and it's nice. So that's what we do. But we're kind of chill, lazy people. But bocce ball, I heard, is actually really fun. So. It is fun. I don't know how it has this weird stigma. No, no, I totally I don't get it. It's fun. It's really cheap, really easy. Um, I'm going to start an Instagram hashtag, like, do you even bocce? And we can all do it together. <laughs> My type of a yard game would be like, well, first, I actually really like Frisbee golf, um, which isn't yeah. really a yard game, but it's super fun. But other than that, like more like giant Jenga outside. Like I'm a giant mm. Jenga fan. I never played that. That's what? Oh yeah. my gosh, girl. It's like this is Dallas. We're not that cool here. It's not Austin. Oh no, I love Everybody giant here Jenga. is just like tailgating and like Do you have snooze? No. Oh. They have it at snooze too, but they have it at like all the bars here. But no. It's not cool here. <laughs> I found like the two cool places and that's it. But maybe we should slide into budgeting. Because- <laughs> let's, let's get into today's topic. And we are going to be talking about a healing diet on a budget. Which is a great, exciting topic. Because this is something that pretty much everybody struggles with and I feel like is one of those things that holds people back even before they really even start to fully try to commit to a healing diet. They will say that the budget thing is a barrier to entry or when you start to try a healing diet and it's like, hey, this is so expensive. I can't even do this. It's one of the things that can scare you away and it's scared me away in the past. Yeah. Well, and it's just something that we all deal with. Like I feel like in every single Facebook group that I'm in, food comes up in some capacity of like, what, how much are you guys actually spending on food each month? You know, like Mm -hmm. people are just curious about that. So 
We can actually, would you be comfortable sharing how much you spend on, a month on it? Well, mine's kind of inflated because I'm a recipe oh. developer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I spend a lot of money. I mean, ideally we, I mean, we put food pretty high on our priority list, but ideally for the two, uh, like if we're just talking about us, we would be wanting to spend like, I don't know, like 150 a week on mm -hmm. food. Like that's the ideal. But I mean, I go over that because I'm buying tons of tiger nut flour all the time. Right. Yeah. And we'll get into that, but that's the same with us. I would say that we spend about like 180 to 200 a week. Yeah. That's what we wind up spending. Mm -hmm. I mean, ideally we'd like to be at like 150, but yeah, we're about but 180 to 200. To be completely honest, we at, at one point have implemented a lot of these techniques, but we aren't currently. So that's something that we could try to, you know, get it down and maybe we'll be a case study for this podcast. We'll like implement yeah. some of the things and see how far down we can get our budget. Yeah. So let's start off with budget breakers. Do you want to get into that? Yeah. These are, Michelle and I talk a lot about like how important, important it is to have like AIP options for baked goods and some of your favorite like convenience foods and treats, but it is good to be aware that those types of things do break your budget. Mm -hmm. And I do it in excess. Yes. And I think the good thing is that that can help you to like rein it in a little bit. So you're not constantly having like AIP cookies around the house, which is better for your health. It's better for your budget. Um, if you're having them in moderation, I think that's also really great for your mind, you know, just to not feel like reliant on them, but also not feeling completely deprived of them because it's just, it is an occasional treat. So all of those things kind of help. So the different ingredients that you have there, there are so many different flowers that, that can make up different types of like healing AIP or paleo baked goods. There are nut flowers, uh, tiger nut, cassava, coconut, tapioca starch, arrowroot starch, those are the ones that I can sweet potato flour, like banana flour, like there's like flour. apple flour. Yeah, there's so many that you can buy. And I have never once bought sweet potato flour, banana flour, plantain flour. Like I even doing this for a living, I can't afford to have that many flowers around all the time. Right. Like that's ten, twelve dollars a bag. And I just shared, I made muffins the other day and it took me nine tries. Like I went through multiple bags. Right. I can't afford like that many lying around, you know? So I feel for me, I have like two or three favorites that I always bake with. Like I'll have cassava flour around, I'll have tiger nut, I'll have tapioca and I'll have coconut. And I use the cassava the least. So if I get a bag like that lasts me a few months, like three to four months. The other ones I go through quicker, but that's because I'm baking for a living. Yeah. I never buy cassava flour. I have tried it a couple of times and I just can't get it. I know people love it and rave about it, but either I have dud bags or I have forgotten how to bake with like more of a true gluten-free that acts like yeah a it's not my favorite i'll be honest people ask me like why don't you use it more it's like it's just not my favorite personally. yeah yeah i'm with you on tiger nut 
uh, tapioca and coconut. And just a little aside on that, arrowroot and tapioca can oftentimes be swapped interchangeably. Tap, uh, tiger nut works pretty well in place of nut flours, but coconut flour really does not is very difficult to replace that. So that's one that I always have on hand because if there's a recipe that I want to try that has it, I can't really swap something else out for that because of the amount of moisture that it absorbs from the baked good. Yo, yeah, you cannot swap that. Okay. And then we have palm shortening. That is another one that you, um, is just like a high ticket item. You'll go through it pretty quick. I will say that palm shortening is like the key to a really great AIP baked good and paleo baked good, but it's pretty expensive, especially when you're looking for one that's sustainably harvested. Mm-hmm. And then maple syrup is also, dang, that's an expensive product. But I buy so- it. I buy it in bulk. Yeah. That's the only way. But even then it's really expensive. You have to be yeah, you have to be choosy about when you want to use that stuff. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we don't have in here yet, but the spice blends that I love and recommend all the time, the Primal Palette spice blends, absolutely love those for adding flavor and spice and like spicing up your your meals in general. However, they are a higher ticket item and not just those, like really any spice blends in general. So one thing to look at for that would be if you are going to invest in that, I would use that to spice up some dishes that you have that are a little bit more basic. Like maybe you just want to make cauliflower rice and add one of the primal palette spice blends to it to make it a little bit more fun and exciting. And that way you're kind of balancing out like a higher priced item with utilizing, you know, making a lower ticket item a little bit uh, more fun and exciting. So spice ones can definitely be a budget breaker, but there is a way that you can make it work. Okay, convenience foods. So here we have like jerky, epic bars. My favorite jerky actually is called uh, fatty um, and it's at natural grocers, but they're really, really good. And then there's organic dried fruit is so expensive, especially yes. berries because organic oh, berries yeah. are just like ridiculous to find to begin with, like freeze dried or dried berries. And that's one of the dirty dozen products. So it's really one that you would preferably have organic. That's totally a budget breaker. If yeah, you're so you don't for- want to be doing that all the time. Exactly. It's more just like a, an occasional treat. There are a few other like convenience subscriptions that you could look into that also might be a little bit of a budget breaker. And again, they have their place. We weren't planning on talking about this, but the one that I'm thinking of is Butcher Box. Now here in Austin, we have like access to so many amazing farmers that we really trust to source our meats, but not everybody has that type of access in their city. So if you do not have that type of access, I think Butcher Box totally makes sense. However, for me, it's like I would be paying about 2 to $3 more per pound if I were to choose to go with Butcher Box. So there you have again, like even though it's nice that 
we don't have to go to the farmer's market on Sunday to get our meats, that we could have it delivered directly to us, we'd be paying for that convenience. Do you have any convenience like subscription things that I'm not thinking of? I mean, none that I use. One that I wanted to bring up, which everybody can relate to, that is a huge budget breaker is just food waste in general. Mm -hmm. And I can be bad about this sometimes that I will go and, you know, just buy tons of bok choy. And then at the end of the week, I'll see the one little shriveled one at the bottom of the vegetable crisper. I'm like, crap. Sorry, buddy. And it's very, very hard to figure out how much food you actually need during the week. Because sometimes, like depending where I'm at in the month or something, like I may just want more sweet potato. Um, my husband may have a work lunch that he goes out to. So it's very, very hard to get on the nose every week with how much food you need. I, I understand that. I still struggle with that. But my advice for that when you have food waste is, or when you have food that's about to go bad, is just grabbing the food and either throwing it in the freezer or if you are making a soup, like I love if I'm making a butternut squash soup, I will, and I have that bok choy in there, or I have some zucchini or whatever, I'll just throw it in. If you're making a big veggie stir fry um, or a veggie hash for breakfast, just being like, okay, what else can I just throw in here that's about to go bad? Like you don't, if you get a bunch of zucchini, you don't necessarily have to reserve that for zoodles. Like just get creative with things and I freeze a lot of stuff. Like if I just don't have time to make, like I have some ground beef in my fridge right now that I don't think I'm going to have time to make um, into what I want to make it into. And it's probably just going to wind up in the freezer. So just we be very are, cognizant of food waste. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't even think of, but we buy all of our produce already frozen because it's been rather than a lot of times in the grocery store, what you'll get is it's shipped to the store. Mm -hmm. frozen. They let it thaw and then you go home and potentially refreeze it. And what we do instead is just purchase all of our pr uh, proteins already frozen, just that way it skips a step. It skips any histam histamine um, developing. And then we don't have to worry about like what you just said, Michelle, like we don't have to worry about thinking, okay, this meat is going to spoil if I don't freeze it or cook it today. And it just kind of mm -hmm. takes a little bit of that pressure off. It is more difficult though. Like it is really hard to find ground beef that is frozen in a store. It's crazy. And just a little side note on that, the frozen protein that you find at like natural grocers, a lot of times they'll have a discounted protein section and that has been sitting on the shelf, not frozen. And then when it gets close to the sell by date, they freeze it. So just so you know, if you are concerned about histamine, that would be something to be aware of. Um, I also liked your, your, Sorry, yeah. Um, I liked what you mentioned just about freezing anything that's about to go bad because that's something that we do or throwing it all into the, uh, a soup. That's mm -hmm. an amazing technique to just like utilize any leftover veggies that you have. Yeah. Sheet pan meals. 
veggie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. So let's move on to some budget saving tips. Cool. My favorite tip, and I feel like I've probably talked about this before is meat free dinners. Now I used to call them vegetarian dinners and then I'm like, oh my gosh, that term is totally inaccurate because we almost strictly use bacon grease as our cooking fat for our veggies. So not by any means vegetarian but meat-free dinners. And this could be any meal that you wanted to be protein-free or not protein-free, but meat-free. If that works for you to be your breakfast or your lunch, like have at it. But having one meat-free meal a day really helps because protein is so expensive. For James and I, we just feel our best doing meat-free dinners. If I, I found that if I do a meat free breakfast or lunch, I don't feel satiated and I get really, I feel really hungry and need to be snacking. But with dinner, as long as like I'll eat, you know, we'll eat dinner at like between six and seven. And then maybe sometimes I'll want like a dessert and I'll just have like some nut butter mixed with coconut oil or um, an apple or something and be totally fine and don't wake up feeling like famished or anything. So playing around with that and figuring out how it works for you is a really good trick. And then one thing that I was thinking about is bacon being a budget saving tip. Now I know pork is a pro-inflammatory protein and you know, making that be not like a staple to your weekly, um, your weekly meal planning, but we buy at least one package of bacon a week. And if I haven't said it on here before, I will say it now. I am 100% pro Beeler's bacon from natural grocers. It is Beeler's or don't bother in my book because Pedersen's just does not come close to Beeler's. It is so much better. So hightail it to your local natural grocers because that is the only place that I've consistently found it and it is money. So it's about $5.50 for a pound of bacon, but that is in general like three to four meals of worth of protein for us. And we reserve all of the bacon grease and then use that to cook our veggies for meat-free dinners. And with each pound of Beeler's bacon, we get at least a fourth of a cup of cooking fat. So that is like in an insane budget saving tip. Like yeah. that makes so much sense. And when we cook our veggies, when we roast our veggies and cook in bacon grease, it makes them so much crispier and like full of flavor. I just, I absolutely love it. Cool. I agree. And then another one is talking to farmers. Everybody, um, you know, always has issues with, I had a lot in the beginning of wanting to buy grass fed meat, pastured chicken. I thought that it was just going to be a huge budget breaker, but my local farmer, they usually have a deal. If I buy ground beef in bulk, they'll do like buy five and get 10% off or buy 10, you know, buy 10 and get one free. I believe I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you're looking for a local farmer, go on to Weston A. Price Foundation dot org or just google weston a price foundation find a local chapter and it's an amazing way to find local farmers 
And that is the way that you can get, because a lot of people don't have farmer's markets that they know of. A lot of people just aren't looking for that. And that is how I found all of the current farmers that I currently use. And they are all more than open and willing to retain their customers. So yeah, I have one that gives me that great deal on beef. I have one that every time I bring back a egg carton, he gives me a dollar off my next eggs. So talk to them about that. Say like, hey, do you have any specials? Like if I buy a little bit more for the rest of the month, can I, do you have any discounts on that? Are you, do you guys sell a quarter cow or a whole pig or something like that? Pretty much all of those people are trying to retain customers. They're trying to keep those good relationships. So talk to them about that. And then something like, yeah, soups with frozen vegetables, something I already brought up. And something you put on here, which is, it's a good, for sure, um, purchasing with something like Instacart or Prime Now. But <laughs> here's one thing that I will say about that. You have to be very selective what you tell these shoppers to get because literally every every order I get something comes back wrong and I wind up waste. Like the other day I bought, I asked them to get me chicken and they got the complete wrong thing. And I was like, well, there goes $15 of chicken that I like just didn't need. So I would return it. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, I've had to do that constantly from them. So what Instacart and Prime Now and all that stuff is really good at is going, I mean, it's, yeah, they're, they're really good at if you want something just like apples and blueberries and, you know, this simple mill stuff that's off the shelf. They're really good at that. But when I was like pastured, bone in, skin on, split chicken breast, you know, stuff like that, then they don't, they never get the right thing. So, and then it wound up wasting money and time. So if you're going to do that, just be selective with what, and I mean, asking somebody to get like avocado or banana or plantains with for you is kind of just always going to be a disaster because those things you kind of like really have to be there to look at. So you don't know what you're getting. If somebody, if you're asking somebody to get a plantain, it could come back completely black or completely green and you just don't want it that way. So you want to be selective or if not, you're going to wind up, you know, wasting money the other way but it, it's a hassle to have to return those things that is that is a really good testimony because we have only used it for emergencies like for some yeah. reason we couldn't go out and so we instacarted things to our house and in that case it's really expensive because you are just paying for a one-time thing it's really only cost effective if you're if you're doing like the monthly subscription option of it but I have heard other people say, like other testimonials say that it helped reduce their cost even with paying for somebody else to do it because they weren't doing impulse buys. For sure. That's maybe, why I do it. Yeah, maybe um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe a tip for that would be to like utilize something like Instacart for like your packaged items mm -hmm. and then purchasing your proteins and your produce on your own. And that way you just stay in those two sections and it's like, you know, tunnel vision to just those two areas of the grocery store. I don't know if that would yeah. make sense, but maybe. 
I guess it depends on how impulsy you get with those little fingers. Next, let's talk about things that are cheaper to make at home. The first one is hard for me to admit because I'm such a fan of them. And these things are all, it's not black and white. Sometimes these convenience items are really great. And sometimes, you know, it's better to just not buy these every single day. But things like jerky, Epic bars. I love Epic bars. I love the company. I love that that convenience item exists, but every time I want jerky, it's expensive to get Epic bars every single time. So something that I like to do is ground beef jerky. That recipe is on my blog and you can get a pound of ground beef for, you know, seven, $8 a pound. And that's an entire pound of jerky there. Like if I'm traveling, that's going to last Daniel and I like the entire day of snacking rather than if we get prepackaged jerky or a few of those things, like that's only going to last that same amount. is only going to last us a couple snacks. So I love that. Um, Paleo treats are another one. Again, there's so many great brands that we love. We talk about them all the time. Convenience items are great, but buying them every single week can be a budget breaker. So treats like chocolate and pre-made things like that. Mary tarts. That's exactly what I was thinking, but I was like, I don't. Yeah. Those are amazing, but I can't buy these things constantly, number one, because I don't want that much sugar and it's expensive to buy it all the time. So making your own at home, again, we talked about that can be expensive too. It's better to just stick towards proteins and veggies as much as you can, but likely it's going to be a lot cheaper to just buy the ingredients and make your own paleo cookies at home rather than buying them prepackaged at the store. But Again, everything's in degrees. Um, The next one, just set your non-negotiables of things that you want to splurge on and stick to it. So for me, the things that I always, that is just non-negotiable of like, no, I'm just like always going to get this. Eating evolved chocolate (laughs) is one big one for me. It's not like the cheapest thing in the world. It's like $5 a bar or something like that. But it brings me so much joy. I love it so much. I buy that once a week. Grass-fed and wild-caught, grass-fed beef, um, pastured chicken, like wild-caught fish. I feel physically ill if I get poor quality stuff, so it's just non-negotiable for me. And I do the same thing as Anne, that we will do meatless meals when we can. I will eat something just with a lot of healthy fat in it or something just with egg yolk in it. And that saves money there, but I just can't go and get like a pre-made rotisserie chicken chicken from Walmart or something like that and feel well doing it. I can't. So I just have to have that non-negotiable and stick to it. But then I don't always buy the Hail Mary tart so I can save. Another big non-negotiable for me is ghee. That is, I have, I... I don't know if I've shared it a ton on here, but I definitely talked about it this weekend at the NDA workshop that I've had long standing gallbladder issues pretty much my entire life. And if I eat 
tons and tons of certain kinds of fats. It just doesn't feel great for my body. Whereas ghee feels, always feels good with my body. So that's what makes me feel good. So finding things that, okay, this is, this is something that makes me really happy. brings me joy. Um, and this really makes me feel good. So these are my things that I'm going to splurge on. I will stick to that. Um, I will make, I, and when you make those non-negotiables in your mind that you find room in the budget, you find ways to budget for that. And it also keeps me from splurging on just like tons and tons of chips all the time, you know? Yeah. That was another thing we didn't talk about, but chips, plantain chips, Jackson's honest chips, those are also budget breakers. And again, it's not, we're not saying like, don't buy these items. Like we buy these items. But if you are one of those people where budget is a definite concern and you're skimping on your grass fed proteins, but yet you're buying Jackson's honest chips or Siete food tortillas, like maybe try to look at like your priorities there and think, okay, does this really make sense? Is this what's going to be helping me long-term to buy these chips rather than buying grass-fed protein? Or should I reallocate my funds to other options? And maybe it does make sense for you mentally to buy those treat foods over grass-fed protein. Everybody has their own Y'all can make your own decisions, but we're just exactly it out there. Exactly. But I think it's helpful to set. Like these are my not these are the things that I'm going to make sure that I have room right. for in the Agreed. Budget. Yes, I agree. Let's talk about stores. Yes. Okay. So everybody always thinks when you're talking about health food that there is Whole Foods and that's pretty much it. But Whole Foods, we've ranked at the very top of the budget list. Underneath that, I would say natural grocers and sprouts are about kind of like midline. And Michelle and I both go to natural grocers, I think, primarily. It's honestly my favorite. I feel like they have the most sales. They do. I can go to natural grocers. The other day, the ghee was on sale. The ghee that I like, the fourth and heart ghee, it was like $8.39 or something. Like, whereas at Whole Foods, like that's always going to be 11 or $12, something like that. Right. So natural yeah. grocers has really, um, and they call it, it's, it's like natural grocers, vitamin cottage, depending on where you are in the country, but it's always one to like be on their email list, get their ad, like scope them out because you're going to go in there and pretty much always find a good deal on something. So even if it's not one of the grocery stores you go to all the time, keep it on your radar. Yeah, my we are friendly with one of the cashiers that we see pretty much every time. And she will tell me when I come in, she's like, hey, make sure that you pull out your phone and say that you're checking our Facebook page and I'll give you a sale. You know, like she always gives us like the inside scoop. So find, like you said, their ads, their emails, and I guess their Facebook, they promote a lot of sales and discounts and things. All right. Then we have sprouts is kind of in line, I think with natural grocers. I always thought that was a little bit less expensive, but then when I really compared it, it seemed to be about the same price. Yeah. Natural grocers still has a lot of things cheaper there. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big natural grocers fan. Although sprouts does have really great vitamin sales. They do. They have like 25% off their vitamin stock. Um, pretty often. Often. Yeah. Yeah. Now those are both great stores. Mm -hmm. I can't complain about either of them. 
Right. Then there is Aldi and Trader Joe's would kind of be the next line. And I've also thought that Aldi was cheaper than Trader Joe's. But really, when I did a comparison, I felt like they were pretty comparable. Um, Trader Joe's has a lot of prepackaged organic food. So you are getting more plastic. You are getting more like waste into the environment. There's a lot of plastic there. Right. Um, but they are more cost effective. So again, if, if budget is your top priority or top concern, then like cut that food out of that, those plastic bags, get them out of there ASAP and recycle them, what you got to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then at the bottom of the price comparison would be stores like Fiesta. We have Fiesta down here in Texas. I'm not I'm not aware of any fiestas in other cities that I've or states I've lived. There's uh, always something like that. Yes. Like what in Texas, we have Fiesta, we have H Mart. Um, H Mart is a really great like Asian market. So like a, an ethnic market, like some sort of more specialty food store. Those really have amazing options and places like H Mart, Asian options. Um, those also have really great AIP options as well. So do not count those stores out. Um, the Dirty Dozen, Clean 15, if you go on, you know, just Google that, find what vegetables are um, cleaner when they're non-organic versus they are organic. And I go to these like really budget grocery stores and I buy a ton of my vegetables that are better, like, or okay, non-organic. Like I frequent these places a lot and it really helps, especially things like plantains, avocados, mangoes. I love um, Fiesta, love going to H Mart for, H Mart even has organic options that are significantly cheaper than these other stores. So Really, if you have a place like this in your area that you have not gone to yet, I urge you, go in and take advantage of it because they are hidden gems. <laughs> Love it. All right. Then for online ordering, which can also help with impulse buying, there yeah. is Thrive Market. Thrive is amazing because it's kind of like a Costco membership and they have discounts on a lot of prices or a lot of products, but some of their discounts I think are a little bit like the retail pricing might look a little bit um, like higher than what you might see at a regular store, but a lot of their stuff really is great discounts. It is. And they have their own brand of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Thrive is it's similar to natural grocers. It's like, you just want to be on their email list because they have amazing deals that will just pop up to where they'll be like, Hey, 15% off everything today. Or you get a free box of this when you buy that. So there's a lot of just like flash deals that they always have something like that going on. And it always saves me money. So I really like them. Another one that has a lot of sales that I love is Tropical Traditions. They have mostly what I go to them for is coconut products. Their coconut oil is my favorite. They've got great coconut butter and getting on their email list. They have lots of sales that I really appreciate. So those are two good ones to check out for just shelf stable things. 
All right, last one. We wanted to talk about action items. So things that you can actually incorporate, techniques you can incorporate that will help your budget. The first one is making a meal plan and not just any meal plan. So I have a few specific tricks up my sleeve here. We have a capsule wardrobe concept. Here's what I mean by that. If you kind of plan out like these are the meals that I'm going to make on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and just rotate through those. Now, the good thing for that is you will know every single week, do you end up with half a bunch of cilantro leftover? Mm -hmm. And if you do, then maybe you can like find other recipes to incorporate that leftover cilantro with. But when you are using the same ingredients over and over week or every other week after week, then you're going to start to realize like where you can start to save money and how you can um, like just plan other meals around that. So maybe your breakfasts and lunches always look the same and then you mix up your dinners and your recipes on the weekends. The second trick with meal planning would be to repurpose your leftovers. Maybe one day you have burgers as a like a lettuce wrap for, you know, burgers and sweet potato fries. And then the next day you could crumble up those burgers with no tomato sauce and add them to zucchini noodles. And there you have two very different meals, but you've just cooked the protein one time. And that way your leftovers don't feel boring. They don't feel like leftovers. They feel fun and new. And then the last thing isn't actually a tip, but this is just something to um, that everybody should do is to incorporate as much variety as possible. And that, that means that when you are incorporating like a repurposing leftovers and or like a capsule meal plan type concept that you're still having variety week after week. And if that means that your breakfasts and lunches are generally the same, then maybe you make like three different weekly meal plans for breakfasts and lunches and you rotate through those. So this week um, I'm having all my breakfasts and lunches be the same thing. And then next week there'll be something different. And then the following week we'll start back over with like week one. And that way you're getting as much variety as possible. That's just going to be really great for your micronutrient stores to be getting exposure to a variety of different products and not eating the exact same thing day after day. And also just with your palate, like you're going to be a lot happier. The next thing would be to, <clears throat> when you make a list of all the ingredients that you are purchasing at the store to, and you don't have to do this every time. You'll really only need to do this a few times to kind of get an understanding of how much you're spending. But if you can write down the cost of each ingredient as you purchase it. So you, you look and you see that there is a bag of green beans is this much money. So write down how much you're spending on it. And this will allow you to start to learn what it's going to cost as you're putting together your meal plan. You're going to start to remember how much these items cost and it'll allow you to avoid items that are more expensive in the future. 
So for example, one of our items that we cut out buying consistently, well, two, would be Brussels sprouts and asparagus. Even though we love both of those and they're both really great produce options, they are more costly. And so then we end up buying them not even once a week, maybe like once every three weeks we'll buy each of those. And it's more of just kind of like a treat. And then we fill our cart more with things that are lower in cost like zucchini, and um, salad greens and things like that. You can also use this list of writing down the cost of each ingredient as you purchase to shop at different stores to see where you can get your lower budget and really see cost by cost, like what are, what am I spending? Like this, um, my idea of natural grocers and sprouts being the same price point may be inaccurate when you really look at cost by cost comparison. So you could actually see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And then eating your meals, like eating most of your meals, pretty simple. Like what James and I do, we have cauliflower rice, grass fed beef, shredded carrot, um, frozen broccoli. Like we have those types of things pretty consistently just because it's simple. You add a sauce, you add some herbs and you're done. And then we'll have like a few meals a week that are fancier. So we'll like actually take the time to, I'll go into my meal of the week, but we'll take the time to make, you know, something that's just like a little bit more extravagant. We'll make like an aioli sauce for our sweet potato fries or just something that makes it feel like a little bit more fun and fancy. And that way you don't feel like you're being deprived by not going out to eat because you're making like, you know, an event at home. I agree. Great tips. My very last one that I wanted to slide in there at the end is paying your groceries with cash. So this is like the Dave Ramsey method, I believe is probably where I first heard about it, but figuring out how much you want to spend on groceries per week, going to the bank, getting that amount out and bringing that to the grocery store. And that's what you have to spend. That's it. And I, I would usually get like the entire month's grocery budget that I would take out of the bank. And then I would just keep going over every week because it's like, Oh, it's fine this week. I'll make it. And then I would get to the end of the week, the end of the month. It's like, I have $20. So I need to do this again and go week by week. And that's going to be a lot more hassle. I understand that to go to the bank every uh, every week, but I feel I feel like our grocery budget's probably a little bit crazier than I would like it to be right now, just because I'm not doing not taking a lot of my own advice with a lot of these things. And I mean, just because I'm a special case of what I do, um, and I, I feel like it would be a better way to go, to just go and, okay, this month, this week, I want to spend $150. I'm going to get that in cash. And once I'm done with that, I'm done. Yes. We, I did that in college. I lived on $20 a week and I shopped strictly at Aldi, bought a lot of processed food, but I paid with cash and that was a hundred percent to budget. And then again, I did that when I was living in Austin, I was trying to buy a house. This was before I met my husband. Um, so I was trying to buy a house by myself and I gave myself like three months to save a down payment. And I did this whole take cash out and oh my gosh, I saved so much money in those three months. So mm. paying with cash is legit. Yeah. Cool. 
I forgot it about works. that. It works. It really works. Debit cards, you would think that it's like, oh, well, it's the, it's the same thing, but it's very different to okay. just swipe a card versus handing out 10 and $20 bills. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yep. All right. The um, last thing we're going to cover today is my meal of the week, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's it. That was my golden nugget at the end. So James and I have uh, ordered a restaurant called Hop Dottie. We have ordered Hop Dottie twice this week via DoorDash, and it is a total budget breaker. Um, I think both times on burgers and sweet potato fries, we didn't even get gluten-free buns, spent like $33. I mean, it's crazy. So our meal of the week is to DIY it. So make a burger bowl. Um, we made a sauce with apple cider vinegar, almond butter. It sounds so gross, but it was so good. No, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. uh, Olive oil and then sea salt and made like kind of a thick dressing with that. Did arugula, some burgers that we grilled, outside. Oh, I think we also added spicy mustard to that sauce and then added like sauerkraut and you could add ketchup. If you do ketchup, you could make like a fried egg to put on top, maybe some bacon and onion and tomato. And it was just amazing. And then you can cook your own sweet potato fries right at home. Yeah. And sweet potatoes are cheap. That and sounds great. all of that would cost maybe, maybe $10. So a yeah, third that's like a third. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, that's, that was a ton of good tips. It's inspired me. (laughs) Me too. It's inspired me for sure. I'm going to start taking myself more seriously. Same. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's it for this week, you guys. You can get in touch with us by emailing us at un boundhealing at gmail.com. We would love if you would join our Facebook group, the Unbound Healing Podcast Community. We would also be super grateful if you left us a review in iTunes. We just love reading those. It motivates us, gives us feedback, it's helpful, it gives us the warmest of fuzzies. We love it. We are so grateful for all of you guys that listen that come back each week. It's we were just talking about this before. We started the podcast, all of the amazing people who have contacted us, you know, in real life or online that talk about them listening to the podcast. It's it's just amazing. And we're so grateful for all of you. And so, yeah, that's it for this week. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbound Healing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, you can find more from me, Anne, at grassfedsalsa.com and more from Michelle at unboundwellness.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.